I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass. So we are coming to you today from the 27th floor of the fabulous Bellagio Resort and Spa in Las Vegas. So fabulous. I love Las Vegas. <sighs> Lynette does not love Las Vegas. I hate this place. Why do you hate it so much here? I hate it because it's the back tattoo of America. So I love Las Vegas, and I wish that you would just let go and find a way to enjoy yourself I here. can't. I cannot. I, I think that... Las Vegas is is the ultimate expression of the American can-do spirit. It's like, hey, we're going to have the Italian lakes region in the middle of the desert because why the fuck not? But you know, I, I love this place because it's the expression of like boundless American hope. And people come here and they believe they are going to win money and then they lose, but they still believe that next time they will win. Or boundless American stupidity. Well, I mean, you know, optimism and stupidity are just two sides of the same coin. Unless you're, um, that is not true. One thing that I think explains what the goodness of Las Vegas is, is when you look at the way the gambling industry has done over the last decade, and it's been a real struggle for companies that run casinos, and Vegas is like the one bright spot in the world for the gambling industry, and it's because Vegas is not really just a gambling resort anymore. Uh, Las Vegas Strip had record revenues in 2015, $16.7 billion uh, in revenues from Las Vegas Strip, and only 35% of that is gaming. Uh, you compare that to 1990, 58% of the money that was made by casinos in Las Vegas on the, on the Strip was from people losing money in the casinos. Now it's only a little bit more than a third, and it's because... The growth in the global gambling market is saturated. It turns out you cannot get people to stuff any more money into slot machines than they're already doing. Vegas found a way to transform itself into a full-spectrum resort. People don't just come here to gamble. They come here to eat in really good restaurants. Uh, really good. Oh, so good. There are really good restaurants here. What I would like to say, though, to your point, is that this has made Las Vegas the envy of the world in terms of gambling hubs. This transition is something that Macau, the world's largest gambling hub, has been trying to make for the last two years, a transition toward more entertainment, shopping, convention-based um, revenue. And in an effort to do that, what the Chinese government has done was basically force companies to change by lowering foot traffic, by monitoring the amount of money that regular Chinese people spend in Macau. Atlantic City, when they legalized gambling in the mid-1970s, um, was basically the only place you could gamble anywhere near New York and Philadelphia. And all these casino operators opened and made a ton of money. And then what happened is... Uh, gradually they legalized gambling in more and more places. There's no reason to go to Atlantic City any anymore, and they failed to build a compelling resort that people wanted to go to for reasons other than gambling. Las Vegas built this out of nothing in the middle of the desert, a four-hour drive from Los Angeles. It makes no sense that this should be a destination resort that people love for all sorts of reasons. Well, they, they love it until they don't. Look at every downturn. Las Vegas gets hit super hard. This is a business that has not been consistently, oh, America loves here. Sometimes it's a ghost town, and it, it really does move with the fluctuations of the market. Las Vegas was bailed out in the 70s. It was bailed out after the last financial crisis. It was reformed again in the 90s. America doesn't love Las Vegas in every single one of its iterations. It's just a town that is able to reinvent itself and move with change, in part because of amazing American credit markets and capital markets. Another reason why they changed, though, is because of a phenomena among our generation, among millennials. We don't really gamble. We like games. We like gaming, but like virtual reality games. We like fantasy football, fantasy sports of any kind. There's a day club here called Drace, which is a, it's a rooftop pool at this boutique hotel called... It's a combination of Drake and Disgrace, which is why millennials love it. <laughs> uh, and you can buy 
five spray bottles of champagne for $1,000. This is champagne that you are not supposed to drink. The whole purpose of it is for you to be a baller and pop the, pop the cork and spray it all over your friends by the pool. People pay for this. This, this is what is supporting the economic revitalization of Las Vegas, is people spending tons of money on really douchey things. And so I guess I can, I can take your point that from one perspective, that's awful. But I think it's wonderful. America contains multitudes. We contain all kinds of things, including all kinds of douchebags. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. 